Why are we just so fascinated by crows? I mean, their behavior is so intriguing, sometimes a little scary, right? When they like dive bombing at certain times of the year. Well, our next guest has been studying crows for years, trying to figure out how it is that crows seem to recognize human faces. And so they've been conducting some really interesting studies to try and figure that out. So Dr. John Marsloff is a professor of wildlife science at the University of Washington and joins us now. Well, thanks so much for joining us this morning. How did you get started studying crows? Well, they're super common. They're interesting. They were all around me in Seattle. I'd studied other corvids before coming to Seattle, and it was a natural bird to to start looking at and a good way for our students to learn about how to catch and tag and observe wildlife. Okay, so how smart are crows? What did you learn? They're smart. Um, You know, all animals are smart in their own ways. Crows are particularly smart at living with people. We found that they can use a variety of our resources for food and nesting, and that they recognize individuals that are good to them or bad to them. How did you find that out? Like, what was part of your testing? Well, to find out, um, you know, how they use our resources, we would tag and follow birds around the city and, and learn where they where they bred, what they ate, to identify how they might um, see different people. Um, we knew that as we were watching them with these other studies, they seemed to pay a lot of attention to us. So we thought the next time we captured birds, we would wear a mask and we wore a uh, kind of a gross caveman-looking mask, <laughs> and banded the birds with that on. And then we'd walk around campus later um, in the areas where we banded birds, and we had a lot of unbanded birds as well, and record their observ- record their reactions to us, which when we wore that caveman mask again was, was quite alarming. They would uh, swoop after us and give alarm calls and join in a group to push us out of the area, what we call mobbing. And when we wore uh, other masks that we didn't use for trapping or no mask at all, uh, that behavior was extremely rare. So you're saying they recognize faces? They recognize human faces for sure because we could change masks and affect their response towards us. And this has been going on now. We're This is the 17th year after we did our trapping and those birds and the birds that have seen others scold us and mob us um, are still reacting to that, what they perceive as a dangerous face. Okay, so what, what did they perceive as a dangerous face? Were you able to determine that? What aspect of the face, like its nose or its eyes? No, we couldn't determine that. We knew it wasn't the clothing we were wearing because that varied a lot. We knew it wasn't the the body shape or the type of walk or anything like that, because we had many people do this experiment wearing the dangerous masks. And we had a lot of different masks that we used in different places for the study. Uh, We've maintained the caveman study, but the other ones we did shorter term, a few years. And um, we know that one mask that was dangerous in one place we used for trapping was reacted to, and in another place we'd wear the same mask and it wasn't. So... I think they just memorize the entire face, to be honest. Um, you know, the gestalt of it, the hair, the look of the nose, the, the eyes, all of that is is important to the bird. It's an easy way to recognize us. 
I do love, though, that like you use this caveman mask, and that was kind of like the dangerous mask. And then you used a Dick Cheney mask, too. <laughs> what was that all about? We did use a Dick Cheney mask on our campus. That's the control. So we wanted something that looked similar to a caveman. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, this was back when he was vice president. So um, it was it was kind of a fun joke to do. Uh, I never uh, expected this experiment to last so long. And now when I tell people, oh, it was Dick Cheney, a lot of people are like, who is that? <laughs> so, um, but, you know, we wanted something similar, something that was stiff face like a mask. I mean, the caveman mask is pretty exaggerated. It's, you know, got big eyebrows, a kind of reddish look to it. So it it would seem like something easy to recognize. But as I said, we did do experiments in other places around Seattle where we had very realistic masks that we actually had a professional mask maker make of our friends' faces. And uh, we'd wear those around and we got the same sort of response. If you did something bad to the bird, um, they responded strongly. Okay, so then, Dr. Marzoff, where do you take that? Then, so what is your question about crows when you see how they perform here? You think, okay, so now what do you want to know? Well, what we what we wanted to know next was where in the brain this was coming from. You know, how did the bird use their brain and their sensory organs, their eyes or their sense of smell or taste, um, to make this decision? And we did show in the lab with um, brain scanning um, technology that the part of the crow's brain that was reacting when they saw that dangerous face again um, was the amygdala and on the right hemisphere of the bird, which is exactly the same part of the brain and size side of the brain that would be reacting if you were looking out and seeing something you saw and learned it was dangerous. Right. So, so that was the first thing. Right. Sorry, that was the first thing. So kind of drilling down to understand how this occurred and, and was it the same as, as we would use to, um, to learn a dangerous uh, topic? And it is. So crows are, are fascinating then. So does that just make you think we need to study them more or do you have more questions about this? I do. Um, I, and I'm interested in crows, magpies, and ravens. They're all of the same family of birds. They're all smart, big-brained, social, long-lived, all of these traits that sound pretty familiar to us um, that allows them and probably pushes them to be quite smart and, and live in their environment. Um, so other questions I have with crows, uh, in particular, I think how long this learning and discrimination lasts. We're continuing that experiment um, on the Seattle campus. As I said, we're now in year 17. Wow. And the last bird that we actually captured with the caveman mask has died as of last year. So I'm really curious this year to see um, if if I get a stronger response by the other crows on campus that that have just learned this guy is dangerous from hearsay, um, literally. And I expect they will, um, but I'd like to test it this one more time. I can't wait to hear more about it. Thanks so much for joining us. You're absolutely welcome, Simi. That's Dr. John Marslaw, Professor of Wildlife Science at the University of Washington, talking about the years and years that he and his team have been researching crows and their ability to recognize faces. I know a lot of people have crow stories out there. Uh, your interaction with a crow, would love to hear it. Send me at cknw.com.